Well, thank you, Kelly, for those uh, great and amazing songs. Uh, that first one, a uh, classic song, uh, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. It, it's a, a reminder to us of that wonderful vision from Isaiah 6, uh, when the seraphim are all surrounding the throne of God and they are proclaiming again and again, repeating themselves, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Holy, Holy, Holy. The whole earth is full of His glory. And, and that second song, how wonderful to, for us to think about the goodness of God, especially in these times where we're so challenged with all that's going on around us with this COVID crisis. The goodness of God. I love the way that chorus says that all my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good. And, and wouldn't we say that? That all our lives God has been so so good. What an amazing gift. You know, around here we say it this way. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. It is His nature. Wow! It's amazing. God is so amazing. As we begin week six of online-only worship, I want to welcome you to this time for us together uh, it's been very different for us during this COVID crisis. As we think about life and all the challenges that are going on around us, it is uh, a difficult time for so many. And during this time, I've been interested to watch on Facebook and Instagram a lot of people's comments about what are they doing? What, what's going on with their lives? How's life going? And interestingly enough, a lot of people have made comments about the goodness of God in the midst of it all. Can you imagine that? People with all this darkness around us looking out at the world and saying, hey, God is good. And we would say, yes, God is so amazingly good. So on Monday of this past week, I sent emails out to the congregation here at Lighthouse. I posted on Facebook, also on Instagram, and I asked the question, hey, what are three things that God is teaching you in this time? What are you learning from God during this time? And the responses were really quite amazing. And man, there were so many responses. I was overwhelmed trying to digest all of it. Some of what I respond, uh, what I received was just some good humor, like uh, you shouldn't have putting off, you shouldn't have put off getting your teeth cleaned or getting that haircut, right? Can the church say amen? Or another one that I received: always remember to use the bathroom before you leave the house. And here's one that'll make you think: Mom was wrong. It's okay to wear a mask to the liquor store. Think about that one for a moment. Huh? <laughs> Based on people's responses, it's clear that the top thing that people responded to me about is they, they believe that God is pouring into them during this time. They said, overwhelmingly, be still, take time for God. It's a nod to a very familiar verse that comes out of Psalm 46, verse 10. Let me read it to you. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. What so many of you are recognizing in this time as you're staying at home is you are realizing the importance of taking time with God. And by the way, may I say to all of you parents out there that have got little kids around, I just got to say you're some of my heroes right now because as I see your posts and see the chaos just in the, in the pictures that you posted it's amazing because you're being parents, you're being teachers, you're trying to keep your jobs, you're trying to keep your sanity. God bless all of you wonderful parents who've got little kids around in these difficult and challenging times. 
One of the responses that I received said, and I quote, we have a tendency to make a lot of work and be busy all the time. Would you say that has been true in your life? Another one said, and I quote, being forced to slow down is a blessing. No excuses, no sports schedules. I could have slowed down before, but something always happened. This time, due to COVID, no exemptions. The slower pace is something I will take with me moving forward. Many of you, many of us, are realizing maybe for the first time in a long time just how important our relationship with God really is. And it's taken this COVID crisis to bring that to the surface for so many of us. Now, most of you watching have heard of the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses. You'll find them in Exodus 20 and also over in Deuteronomy 5. I want to remind you of the fourth one today, which comes out of Exodus 20. I'm going to read verses 8 through the first part of verse 10. It says this, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. Sabbath literally means rest, a day of rest. It literally means be still. Now, I know that some of you are thinking, well, before this crisis, I worked five days a week. Saturdays were days for chores. Sundays I'd go to worship at the church building or have soccer games, and we'd go back and to the house and do more chores or do something else and go to bed exhausted and wake up mon Monday wondering where the heck I am, exhausted as the week begins. But what I believe many are learning right now is the importance of God in the midst of this time as we're forced to stop and reflect and think. And that's the point of Sabbath. It's time to stop, time to take a rest. Work six days, take one day for rest. And I know that some of you are thinking right now, well, I'm working not just five days a week now, I'm working seven days a week. I'm working my, you know what off, right? It's crazy right now. And, and people are working so hard. I know around the church, the staff is just, they're working clearly seven days a week right now, trying to find some margin time along the way. But you have an unprecedented opportunity right now to really think about your schedule and to think about the future with your schedule. Are you thinking that when things loosen up, when the stay-at-home mandate goes away and we're able to get back out and do things again, are you thinking you're just going to go back to the same old schedule? Is there Sabbath time in your schedule then? And before I go any further, I, I want to make sure that I'm clear that I'm not trying to be a legalist about this Sabbath thing. Christians call Sunday Sabbath day because that's the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Uh, and what a great day to have a Sabbath day, right? Uh, Jesus rose on a Sunday, and so the Christians, when they began to gather to meet, they said, hey, let's, let's have our meeting time on, on Sunday, the day that Jesus rose from the grave. But it's about doing it some day of the week, not any particular day. People, some people work on Sundays. They aren't able to go to a worship place on Sunday. So they have other days that they need to make their Sabbath. In Mark 2, verse 27, it says, then Jesus said to them, The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of Sabbath. Jesus says, Sabbath time, rest time, is something we all need weekly. But it doesn't matter what day of the week that we practice it. 
So why do we need to stop? Well, for the same reason that people have commented, many people are realizing just how critical still time is for our health. One person's response to my question was, slowing down is an unexpected blessing. Maybe you know about some of the leading causes of death in these United States that we live in. The six leading causes of death are heart disease, cancer, lung ailments, accidents, cirrhosis of the liver, and suicide. And all of these, every single one of them, is related to stress. I, I was curious, did you notice that liquor stores were on the essential businesses list for pretty much all of America? And I saw a doctor on TV commenting about it, that because the, the reporter was fussing at the doctor about this. Well, what's the deal with the liquor stores being open? And the doctor said very clearly, if we close the liquor stores, our hospitals will be overwhelmed with people because they're not able to get the liquor that they become addicted to. Stress. God's mandate for us to stop is about our health. Spiritual health, emotional health, physical health. So a good question would be to ask, well, what do I do on my Sabbath day? God says, keep the Sabbath day holy. It's supposed to be a separate day and a part day. When the Bible tells us we are called to be holy, it means we're supposed to be different than everybody else. The Sabbath day is a different kind of day. God says we should use the day to rest our bodies. Did you know that the Supreme Court ruled many years ago that it's okay for people to close their businesses on Sunday not for religious reasons, but simply because they're humans, because they recognize that people need to rest. The medical community is clear about this. We need rest for our bodies. The Bible says in Psalm 127, verse 2, It's useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. We live in a society that values hard work, which is good. But if you do it day after day after day after day, it will destroy your life. Our bodies were not made to endure that kind of pounding. Maybe you've heard the old Indian proverb that says, you break the bow if it's always bent. And think about your kids. When you put your kids to bed, you know, when we go have time with our grandkids and we're putting them to bed, one of the things that I know about little kids when they're going to bed is they're great bargainers. You know, hey, I got to go potty again. Well, you just went potty two minutes ago. Oh, I got to go again. Or I need a drink of water. Or I need my whoopee. Or I need my favorite toy. Any excuse for them to get the heck out of bed and, and walk around some more. But as a parent, you know that it's really important for your kid to get rest, for them to have a good day tomorrow. And oh, by the way, it helps you to have a good day tomorrow too if your kid gets good rest tonight as well. You know, you could sleep the whole weekend long if you maybe had the opportunity. But you know, that doesn't mean you're going to be rested after that time. Because there's a, such a thing as spiritual fatigue that comes upon us from our emotional, the way that we, we spend ourselves emotionally. And this is why God says we're to do two other things on the Sabbath besides sitting still, being still. We're supposed to recharge our emotions through spiritual nourishment and encouragement. So one thing that should be included in our Sabbath time, our still time, is, in, is to have time for quiet. Remember what it says in Psalm 23? It says, He leads me beside still waters. 
He restores my soul. Quiet and soul restoration go hand in hand, but we seem to always be in such a hurry. A study by the Texas Transit Authority said that the average American who commutes to work spends an average of 38 hours in traffic a year. 38 hours, the average American does. If you live in LA, it's 72 hours a year. This congestion costs about $80 billion to the economy from lost work hours. And oh, by the way, it costs 3 billion gallons of wasted fuel in our economy every year. And if you would take super tankers, the equivalent of, of 30, 3 billion gallons of fuel, it would take almost 60 super tankers to equate to that much oil that gets wasted by us sitting in traffic. We have to learn to be quiet. One person's response to my question was, my issues are mine and not the result of lack of time or any other excuse. Self-examination is not fun, but it's necessary. Isn't that true, huh? In the quiet, we can reflect on ourselves, reflect on our relationship with God, and learn to listen for God's voice in our midst. Another thing we need to recharge our emotions is we have to include time for our family. And this is actually one of the great observations that people reflected on, and you can see easily if you go out into Facebook and look, that people have realized the power of taking time with family. If you go back and look at Ecclesiastes 9, verses 9 and 10, I, I pulled it from the paraphrase, the message, because it's a little spicier that way. But here's what it says in Ecclesiastes 9. Seize life, eat bread with gusto, drink wine with a robust heart. Oh yes, God takes pleasure in your pleasure. Dress festively every morning. Don't skimp on colors and scarves. Relish life with the spouse you love each and every day of your precarious life. Each day is God's gift, it says. Every day is a gift. How many times have you said that? And it is so true. But every day needs to be a day that you celebrate life with your family. And when you have Sabbath time, part of that Sabbath time should involve taking time with family. I love how so many have commented about board game nights that they're having with their families or movie nights they're having with their families or a theme night around the dinner table. That's all good Sabbath time experiences. And the last thing we need to recharge our emotions, our spiritual life, is time for fellowship. And this is something we can't do very well right now. It's great that we have technology like this, like you're being able to see me today and us to have a worship experience for you on, on Sunday as we're doing. It's great we have the technology that we can use FaceTime to see people that we can't get face-to-face -face with or Zoom meetings. I've learned Zoom, uh, and I, I, all of our society has learned Zoom, I think. Uh, uh, people have said, boy, I wish I had put a bot stock in Zoom a few months ago, right? In the New Testament church, Christians ate their meals together every day. They fellowshiped with one another every single day. And it's part of why life groups are so important to us here at Lighthouse. And Pastor Dan has done such a wonderful job equipping our life groups and encouraging life groups and, and even encouraging life groups to do, use Zoom to do their business and to meet. And our group, the group that Christy and I are in, uh, is meeting every week and we've had some great laughs over Zoom trying to figure out the technology and getting people on board. We even have a new couple in our group that started 
just two weeks ago in the middle of all this Zoom. And it's been wonderful to have that opportunity to get acquainted with a new couple. In Hebrews 10, verse 25, it says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of His return is drawing near. And speaking of life groups, I want to just remind you about this said study that's coming up starting this coming week, a great opportunity for us to invest in learning better communication skills. And what a time for this to happen for us. I want to encourage you to use the app to find out more information. You can sign up or go to our website. You can sign up there for the said study. You know, it's about he said, she said kind of a thing. Uh, It's about how we all can uh, grow in our ability to communicate with one another. I want to encourage you to get in one of those groups. Be still. It's about Sabbath time. It's one day a week. It's intended to help us recharge spiritually and get the encouragement that we need by being quiet, by taking family time, and by investing in fellowship time with other believers. You know, we've talked a lot among the staff about all the changes that are going on around us, and it's continually changing. It's an amazing time to be living. And it was echoed in so many of the responses that I received uh, when I asked about, telling, tell me about things that God is teaching you. Many are learning about the importance and power of Sabbath. What are you going to do to make sure that you and your family make Sabbath a priority? God didn't say it was optional. It's in the Big Ten, right? It was a command. It wasn't a, well, this would be a nice thing to do, or you could if you want to. No, this is God saying, for your own good, you need Sabbath time. You know, planes have GPSs in them, just like your phones do, or your car if it has a navigation system. A plane uses a GPS much like you would to determine where you are. And aren't we glad that planes have GPSs in them so they can know where they are so they can get to the right destination. Sabbath is like that. It's intended to help keep us on the pathway to God. When you buy a car, you get an owner's manual with your car, and in that owner's manual, there's a maintenance schedule, and the maintenance schedule tells you that at these intervals, these kinds of things need to be done to your car in order for it to last a long time. If the Bible is our owner's manual. The Bible says that one day out of seven, we need to stop and get quiet and spend time with family and invest in the believers around us as well, God's people. You know, one of the things that I pine for, that I long for, that I hunger for in the midst of this COVID crisis is that there would be a great awakening in our country. A great awakening meaning that people would turn away from their selfish ways, that they would repent and turn back to God and invest in God and find their life totally transformed. Because if you look at the world and the chaos of the world, if you're a Christ follower, one of the things that you would say is, if people would just stay tuned to Jesus, the world's issues would begin to get resolved. Oh, it wouldn't be a perfect place. It's never going to be a perfect place. That's what heaven is all about. But wouldn't it be amazing If, because you and I invested in Sabbath time, people around us would see the change in us and recognize that we are deeply devoted to following Jesus Christ. And if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, 
It is my prayer that today, right now, you would make the most important decision you could make in your entire life. And that would be to become a follower of Jesus Christ. It's a simple thing to do just to open up your heart and say, God, I, I, I repent of my sin. I want to turn away from my selfishness. And I invite your son, Jesus Christ, to be the leader, the Lord of my life. If you would do that right now, you would begin a life transformed. And gosh, we would love to know if you've made a decision like that here at Lighthouse. Love to hear from you about a decision that you would make today. Make that decision today. Let me invite you to take the time when I'm finished to reflect upon how you're observing Sabbath time. What would it take to make Sabbath a priority in your life this coming week? And when you look at your schedule for the week after that, when is Sabbath time going to be that week and then the week after that? I don't believe that any of us should wait another day to decide on when we're going to have Sabbath time. Yeah, you're home a lot right now. You've got a lot of stress on you. A lot of people do. But how are you going to ever get that quality time if you don't make that quality time, if you don't invest in Sabbath and teach your kids about Sabbath, about the importance of taking time with God, about the importance of family time, about the importance of fellowship time with other believers. Make a plan and update it week by week. Because as the song said, God is so, so good. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life, you have been so, so good. The psalmist said it this way in Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Let us pray. Holy God, we bow our heads and our hearts this morning because we truly do want to honor you. We recognize that God, very often, it doesn't appear to us that Sabbath needs to be a priority. So much busyness in life, so many other things to do. God, help us to understand and recognize today, right now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, God, help us to claim again the power of Sabbath in our lives. God, thank you that you forgive us when we fail. But God, we don't want any more excuses. We want to truly follow you and that means making time for Sabbath. Thank you, God, for giving us life, the gift of Jesus, in whose name we pray today. Amen and amen.